I see it all the time. <laughs> yeah? You see bears all the time? Yeah, I watched Yogi Bear. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was pretending to be people all the time. He wore a freaking <laughs> tides so he could sell picnic baskets. <laughs> okay. If you're gonna reference Yogi Bear. I'm not gonna say pick a neck. You just did. You just I did. I know, but I don't want to. Well, you did. Leap it out. Nope. Not doing it. I'm gonna make that the opening theme for the episode. The opening theme? Yeah, instead of the Fraser music, it's just gonna be like you saying pick a neck a bunch of times. Hey everyone, welcome to Five Thousand Scrambled Eggs, a Fraser podcast. I'm Dave. Mm. Hey, boo boo. <laughs> I don't know what time we're in, but apparently, like the 1960s. <laughs> are you gonna say who you are? No. Okay. Um. Uh. So anyway, today we're talking about episode 907, Blazy Boy. Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's is funny. this a drug reference? It's definitely a drug reference. It's funny. The specific thing referenced in this title is kind of the takes up the least amount of the actual episode. Sounds much like a much bigger deal than it actually is. I'm curious if I just don't say anything back, how long you'll just keep talking about it. I'm sending out my beams, my radiating beams, like the tower in the opening sequence. <laughs> and this episode is 21 minutes and 11 seconds. Who's that writer, Dave? 20 minutes and 11 seconds? It, I feel like that's the shortest one so far. Yeah, this show is just going to be, we're going to like end up on season 11 and be like, one minute. <laughs> kind of feels that way. Just be like 11 minute episodes, like... It's gonna oh. be like an Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I they fit so much story into eleven minutes. Like, really I find did. it incredible. It it is pretty incredible. Uh, but anyway, this one's ten minutes longer than that and has less story. Uh, but, <laughs> um, so the writer, who I guess is to blame for that, really. Wow. Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> okay. um, the writer on this episode is John Sherman, who at this point he's written five episodes: The Fight Before Christmas. So that's the one with Mel when Mel breaks up with with Niles temporarily and and oh with the Christmas party yeah uh-huh. yeah and hooping cranes oh we like we that like one. hooping cranes we the thing is John Sherman's got a decent rating yeah yeah passing fancy which was the one where Fraser like was still trying to like tutor Kirby so he could date Claire ah mm-hmm. Miss um, Claire yep. Sure do. This one starts in the apartment. It is it is raining in Seattle. Never happens. <laughs> Niles is pianoing. Mm-hmm. And Martin Martin's there. And Daphne's there. Yeah. It's Daphne's. breakfast time. Niles is just he, Niles is in his full suit playing the piano while Martin's just eating breakfast. <laughs> so And Daphne loves when he plays the piano. It's weird. They started going out, and now she comments on all these things that he already did before. Well, be- but is that now, like, I love it now when he does all this crazy stuff. Maybe it's just, like, she always liked it, but maybe she wasn't allowing herself to say it. Because it was, like, it... Maybe this is Daphne we're talking about. I know, but maybe it gave her feelings. And she was, like... No, because we... We spent too much time talking about how she had no feelings, how she had feelings. I, I feel like maybe she, I think she had some feelings. It's a thing. I think she had that. Maybe she was thinking them. And then she was just like, I can't, I don't know. I feel, I feel weird saying that for some reason. Well, Martin feels the same way that Daphne does about the piano playing, you know, but about bacon instead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like this was way before the like bacon craze. The thing where, like, everybody was talking about how amazing Bacon was. The only person and people I heard really talking a whole lot about Bacon when this episode came out was a dog in a Bacon Strips uh, commercial. Yep. Nobody else I knew was just like, Bacon, Bacon's amazing. No, I think that was. This is the Bacon time. This is, like... Early 2000s. That's when people are in the Bacon. Bacon time was later. Because it was, like... Remember there was like the, that YouTube oh, I channel with all the with all the 
bacon stuff, and then they're like, oh, I oh, I remember that this that was well after this. I'm saying this was early. As someone that became vegetarian in what 2002? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, trust me, I remember the bacon craze. Uh huh. Because people would not would always bring that up to me mm-hmm. when I would say, or it would come up that I'm vegetarian. Mm-hmm. I could I couldn't be vegetarian because I like bacon. I'm like, well, good. You don't have to be. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> right. I definitely stopped, like, entirely stopped eating pork for, like, all pork products for a while. And that that was definitely a thing people brought up to me. And I was like, whatever. Like, it's fine. I think it's fine. Like, I don't dislike it. But, like, I don't care. Like, it's not, of all the things that I, I mean, would miss. I like, okay, bacon cheeseburger from Wendy's, pretty good. Yeah. But that's a bacon cheeseburger. That's bacon as a compliment to a cheeseburger. Yeah, I almost never like going to Denny's mm-hmm. or some or like IHOP or wherever. I like crispy bacon and like one of those places they would always like it was just like fa- the fattiest bacon. Uh-huh. It was just like chewy and like hmm, I don't like I don't enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I'm just like sizzle it up <laughs> until it is crunchy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Anyways, I, I have no idea how Martin likes his bacon, but it doesn't matter because he probably put it in a smoothie. Uh-huh. So Niles offers to teach Daphne to play the piano because she's mm-hmm. always wanted to learn how to play. Mm-hmm. This is very confusing wording considering what happens later in this episode. Yeah. Well, okay. Technically, what she says was, he's so lucky to be musical, I'd give my right hand to be able to play the piano the way you do. So, like, she wants to be able to play. Is what she says. Mm-hmm. Like, she she wants to be able to play the piano. Now I want some bacon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. just smoky bacon-flavored item. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah, so, she, so I agree with what you're saying. Some of the wording here is a little odd, knowing what we know about later on, but she does technically say yeah no no i think that's fine yeah i do like hearing like the all the songs that would be sung from yeah. the like rugby game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all the rugby songs like yeah the, the old, old she crab i like a moose i like a moose that's <laughs> that sounds like a traditional main song to uh, i was me. gonna say like are there a lot i i don't know uh i don't know how many moose there are in, in also England. i feel like they're just making things up right yeah but that one that's like four old whores? What? Honestly, knowing some of those songs, like knowing some of the songs that are sung at soccer or, or f- football games, like it feels weird to say soccer when talking about like British people singing songs at games. But still, knowing some of the songs that are sung at those games, four old whores well, seems real. they're talking real. about rugby. I know. I don't know songs specifically that are sung at rugby games, but I feel like they're probably similar, and I wouldn't be surprised to know that that's one. Like, well, moving on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We found out that Fraser had a date that didn't go so well, mm-hmm. and then we find out it's the anniversary of Martin moving in. Mm-hmm. It's our eight-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. I love how everyone gets really excited about it and yeah. then immediately Fraser gets really grumpy about it mm-hmm. but like Martin's like oh yeah we forgot our um what what is what does Niall say they missed what anniversary did they miss Cause... oh so because they're talking about how he's lived with Martin for eight years now mm-hmm. plus the 18 before so they're at oh, 26 yeah. so they missed their silver anniversary mm-hmm. and Niles is like don't worry 30 is your pearl uh which I do find amusing the thing is like it's funny. This is such a thing people talk about that isn't at nearly as common, amusingly, as people say it is. Because Daphne says, like, if you were a woman, you'd be his common law wife by now. One, uh, it's also also his dad, you know, like, so that isn't going to be a thing. But, like. Well, that's why she says, if you were a woman. Yeah, that would, I mean, that would, Martin would still be, if Fraser was a woman, Martin would still be his dad. Okay, well, yeah, (laughs) I guess the wording should have been, like, if you weren't related. Yeah, yeah. And also, I guess the gender doesn't matter, other than 
Fraser is in, interested in ladies. Right. Except it does matter because of the way that common law marriage stuff works. So I looked it up. There's only eight states that even. Yeah, I was like, I don't think most states honor it. Yeah, uh, only eight states in the entire country honor it. Do you know what eight? No, but I do know Washington isn't one of them. Okay. Like I checked. So yeah, Washington isn't one of them. And also saying like, well, after eight years, then you just uh, there actually isn't not one of those states actually has a set like a number of years yeah i think it's like everyone always says seven yeah well i've heard some people say 10 it, it depends on who you ask it's just it's literally just like a significant amount of time so it's that's how it's to worded. be ruled by a court i'm guessing for yeah. some kind of thing i think well, it's basically I... like in a situation where you being married to someone is important like if they get into an accident right and like you need to be able to make a decision on a mm -hmm. thing would the court say you have the right to make that decision yeah and that's where that comes from and it's, but like yeah most states don't have that at all i think because it's so vague and because it's just sort of like you know a while and it's like, well, what if they're just roommates? You'd have to like argue all these. Why wouldn't you tell me eight states have it, and then you didn't write down the eight states? And Colorado was one of them. I want to say Alabama. I I can't remember the rest. I don't know. It, I was mostly looking up like, is it Washington? It's not. And is California what is... one of them? Man, I don't know. Because I wonder if that's why it was said. Maybe I feel like it, but like. People, when I was in Maine, people talked about. No, people talk about it all the time. Yeah, I don't like, even Maine know where it got started. Why? Because I've heard people talk about this on sitcoms and dramas or whatever on yeah. TV all the time. I feel like it's a concept people are aware of, and like, it's sort of a vague thing that sometimes people do. So it's just sort of like. Well, it's like eh, there's nothing. states where like having an affair is illegal, right? But that's only going to come into play if, say. You get a divorce. It right. might have something to do with like the divorce. Right. But that it's not like if you have an affair other than if that's something that, you know, you're you're cheating on your spouse. Right. right. Other than lying to them, they mm -hmm. probably most people aren't going to be like, well, I'm going to sue you or right. whatever and take you to court for this thing you right. did. Like. It is technically an arrestable offense in Massachusetts that I think hasn't been prosecuted in like a century. But I think it's like other states. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's like there are lots of laws that are very specific about yeah. things that probably only come up if there's a reason for them to come up. Right. Yeah. And then even so, I still think it's okay to carry an ice cream cone <laughs> or carry an ice cream whatever. Was it an ice cream it's cone? It's an ice cream cone in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is, yeah. Okay, now we're on Catherine and Bose. Is there more to talk about on the scene? Uh, I don't... Other than, like, Fraser's Grumpy. Yeah, Fraser's Grumpy. It's their anniversary, and we set up the piano lessons. Yeah. yeah. So, we're at Catherine Nervosa, and Roz and Fraser are there, and she's sort of apologizing for the date not going well, uh -huh. and that she has tons of friends to set him up with. Friends that are better than her. And I got to say, I had the same reaction Frazier had before he even said it. When she when she said, I have tons of other friends better than her. I was like, why did, so why did you start with her? Why, did, why start with Lucy? Because you want to go on the bottom and then go to the top. The thing is, if I had a, a single friend who was looking to meet up with somebody and I had, and I had a bunch of friends who I thought they could date and I wanted to set them up, I would definitely start at the top. I'd be like, that's the person that they're most likely to be successful with. Let's start with that person. Let's go start there. Why waste time with somebody who they're less likely to be happy with? I would start with the people that I think they're most likely to be happy with. Oh, I didn't take it as that. I thought it, I took it as like, oh, you know, she's a four. I guess, I, I guess in my mind, if you say... Even though I don't like those scales, yeah, yeah. but in the context yeah. of this. I guess what I'm, my thinking was, when you say better than her, better implies to me better for you in this situation, I guess. Yeah, I just took it to mean like, eh, she's okay. She's kind of a lot of problems. <laughs> you might have a chance. Yeah. 
you'll have less of a chance with this person. They've got fewer problems, mm-hmm. but I guess we can try. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it could it could be that way too. They're still getting their life together, you know? I don't know. That's, yeah, no, which no. is not a very good way to evaluate your friends. No, but I mean, maybe if- How close could they possibly be? We've never even met any of Raza's friends. Except that one that was at the party that Roz was also trying to set Fraser up with. Fraser was not interested in her. Yeah. You say that, but the, the thing is, if you think about it, think of every episode we've seen where Roz shows up for like 30 seconds because probably because Perry Gilpin is contractually obligated to be in the episode, but they didn't have a reason to put her in the plot, so she just showed up. The entire time we were watching Niles and Fraser do stuff, she was off doing stuff with other friends. She has a child now. She's being a mom. Sure, but I'm saying like she's living. And now a life. the friends are really her child's friends' parents. Sure. And she has to tolerate them. <laughs> I'm just saying, whenever we're not seeing her on screen, she's living a life. You mean as like herself or as Roz? I'm. Ro- what? Oh, saying, I thought you're... every time we don't see Roz on screen. No, I know what you mean, but I was like, oh, fine. No, I don't. Just didn't hit. Just didn't hit. <laughs> oh, I see. You mean like when I said she's living another life, you mean like. Yeah, not... I don't think they put like Perry Gilpin in a box and they're like, let her out. Stop no, that's her not what scenes. I was talking about. I was saying when you don't see Roz on screen, Roz is still living a life. Yes, somewhere. I know. I know. That's what you meant. That's why she got so many friends. Plus, she knows all the people from the office that Ro- that Fraser doesn't want to hang out with. She's friendly with all of them. She's a friendly person. She's got lots of friends. Wow. What? I can't even imagine having that many friends. Just being <laughs> yeah. like just contractually obligated to like go to all these birthday parties and like. <laughs> no, she must have a tons of friends because she had all those bridesmaids dresses. Yep. Though those probably aren't on her list of. I'm going to say a significant number of them are not on her list of people to hook Fraser up with. The bridesmaids? Like other bridesmaids? No. She has lots of bridesmaids dresses because of all the times that she's been at Hey, they could have gotten a divorce. That's why I said a significant number of those friends. Not We don't know. We don't know what kind of marriage they're in. That's true. That is true. You know, we were just talking about affairs. That's true. Roz finds out Daphne is taking piano lessons and she is jealous and daphne's like yeah niles will help you out too he's so polite he'll never he'll, he'll never say no yeah I'm gonna he'll say, just tolerate that if niles uh doesn't want roz to be doing something he's roz is, uh niles is not afraid to be rude to roz that's true there's one person in the world niles will be rude to directly to their face it's roz so I did like this line though, and I thought it was really funny. Yeah, no, I, I agree, but I just thought it was funny specifically because she's saying it to Roz. Yeah, and like, he's definitely been mean to Roz a ton. Yeah, yeah. And now it's more like friendly before yeah, it wasn't. But still rude. Like Yes. Like gentle ribbing kind of rude. Like, haha, we're all in on oh it. Oh my god. We have to talk about my yeah. next favorite part. Uh-huh. Are you getting excited about it yeah. too? Yeah. So by the way, do you remember? There was a while back where a waiter showed up and you were like, I feel like I've seen, I know this waiter. And yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, according to this transcript here, this is his first appearance at, before becoming a regular waiter Weird. On, on this thing. So this is that guy mm-hmm. that you mentioned like a while ago saying, I feel like I recognize this waiter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is why he's finally getting like actual lines and stuff too. Okay. So, so they have this new product that he mm-hmm. has to talk about. Uh-huh. A new frozen coffee drink, the Cavalanche. There's three Cavalanche. fantastic flavors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Frosty coffee. Mm-hmm. That seems fine. Mm-hmm. So cocoa cold. Mm-hmm. I can't. Don't name your drinks these things. Uh-huh. I can't even say the next one. Chilla in vanilla. <sighs> it should be vanilla. Like, it doesn't, doesn't work enough. Like what it do doesn't you mean? rhyme. I wanted to rhyme more. More than Chilla ch- and ch- Illa. Ch- no, it's like chill, Chilia. In vanilla. Yes. Why? Why? No, I guess it's vanilla. Chilla and vanilla don't really sound right to me. <laughs> 
Well, it's also a reference to a boxing match that was Thrilla in Manila. What? Really? Yeah. Between, uh, I think, I want to say Muhammad Ali and George Foreman, I think. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was Ali. Uh, but yeah, there's the Thrilla in Manila. So it was the Chilla in Vanilla. Would no you one think- wants a... Dr- okay. People have don't name your drinks with the dumb. I don't want to <laughs> order them. Yeah. It's too embarrassing. It just like makes me deeply sad. Uh-huh. What was that crazy Starbucks thing I just ordered? And it's like a cloud. Yeah. A the cloud latte. Cinnamon caramel macchiato. cloud macchiato. Yeah. I can't. Okay. So I was excited to order that. Yeah. But you, you had me order it through an app. Like, you didn't say it out loud. Well, I have ordering anxiety. I know, but I'm saying, like, there's a difference between ordering it in an app where you don't have to talk to a person, and then... Yeah, I don't think I could go... I hate going to Starbucks. It's like, I find it really intimidating in there. Well, like, I normally don't have that issue, but earlier this week, I was at an Italian restaurant with my boss, who's Italian, and Mm -hmm. the menu was in Italian... Like the 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 name of all the when meals. did you go to Rome? <laughs> I mean, the description of everything was in English, but the name of all the dishes was in Italian, and it was like, well, I know this is like a chicken parm on a spaghetti thing. That's the thing I want to order, but I don't necessarily want to say like polo alla parmigiana in front of my my boss who definitely like actually knows italian and knows how to say so it did you just good. not eat <laughs> no i was just like can i get the chicken parm pasta dish can i get that thing? babe i would just point I, well, it was a giant laminated menu and she was across the table whoa so, like, okay you just made that menu was like two feet long that wasn't an exaggeration. It was this. Yeah, it was. Okay, 100% hate this restaurant. <laughs> yeah, because it was all the entire menu was on one side of a laminated thing. And it was like, yeah, several feet long and like three columns. Why would they give you a scroll? Type, in little tiny type. And so it was like, there's no way I could point to it from across the table and have her be like, oh, yeah, that one. I know what you're pointing at. So it was like I I felt very uncomfortable trying to say the thing out loud, mainly because I knew he would know how to actually say it. So you should have said, "How do I say this?" He he was in the middle of a work related conversation with somebody else, so I couldn't really do it. But it doesn't matter then. He wasn't listening. No, to you. he was. He would have heard me. It was just the thing. It was just like it felt awkward. If it was any other language, it would have been fine. But it was like that one specifically. That it was Tahitian. like Tahitian. Yes, if it was Tahitian, it would have been fine. Any other language? I'm saying Polish. Another language of a restaurant that I would be likely to actually. It's end still up an at. Italian restaurant, but it's in Polish. Yeah, it was an Italian restaurant, but everything was in Polish. I'd have been fine. Okay, so we need to like go on. Um, mm-hmm. so Martin's complaining about the coffee because he's just a regular Joe and he likes his Joe regular. Mm-hmm. And have we heard him say this before? I. Something similar. I feel like we've heard this exact phrase. But anyways, Fraser's mad, and it's like, it's been eight years of the same complaints. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, they're such an old married couple. (laughs) And so he goes to just order his, get his coffee to go, Martin does, because he just doesn't want to be there with Fraser being a big old crabby pants. Mm -hmm. And I love when Martin leaves, because he's just like, you hear the way he talks to me? And on our anniversary, too. Yeah, I know. I, I I just wrote, hilarious. That's all I put. Yeah, no. Especially his delivery of it. His yes. delivery, like, John Mahoney's delivery of this was great. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, very good. And I that brings us to the recline and fall of Western civilization. Oh, oh this whole scene. It's, oh, it's so good and bad. Like, oh, oh, no. So we have the the Roz Daffy Niles, like, piano lesson where they're mm-hmm. just pretty much doing finger exercises mm-hmm. and not really playing. Mm-hmm. And then Fraser wants to watch their watch his program. Yeah, yeah, gotta watch your program. So they have to go practice 
in the other room? Uh-huh. Not because, by piano at all? Yeah, because Niles' thing is basically like, they're so early on in the lessons, you don't even need a piano, really. You just got to do some finger exercises. You just need wor- workbooks and some adhesive stars. I'm, in, I'm into <laughs> yeah. it. Like a good adhesive star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Frazier's watching a documentary mm-hmm. called Lost on a Mountain. <laughs> yep. And yeah. I know we've already had so many ta- tangents, yeah. but... Okay, I don't even know how this became a thing, but... My mom told me that they told her a story about this boy that got lost <laughs> on a mountain. Uh-huh. And now, and apparently Dave had told her a couple of times. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you know the story about the boy lost on a mountain. And I'm mm. like, no. I don't know how I never mentioned it to you. No, but it was part of your regular schooling there. Yeah. To so you want to get lost on a mountain? Yeah. I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast, too. No, we but yeah. have. It yeah. just made me think that that's what he was watching. A documentary <laughs> about that boy. About Don Fendler. Yeah. Lost on a mountain in Maine. That's the book. T- Were that's you trying the to do an accent? A little, a little accent there? No. Oh. I was just saying the t- subtitle of the book. But I love... Okay, Martin's like watching and he's like eating pretzels <laughs> and then like... He puts the recliner up and it's all squeaky, but uh-huh. for some reason he tossed the pretzels across the entire universe and then tries <laughs> to get them back uh-huh. and he's trying to be quiet. But this is how, I love when you go to the movie and you're like, oh yeah, I have this candy mm-hmm. that I was going to eat, right? Yeah. But it's like one of those strawberry candies, you know, because you just been at grandma's house earlier. Uh-huh. So you're like. Yeah, yeah. And you're like trying to. <laughs> Okay, so it's the Mr. Bean uh-huh. episode. Yeah, yeah. You basically, yeah, you're just describing Mr. But Bean. But that's, I've done that where right. I remember, I think I had a sandwich or something. <laughs> and I tried to be like quietly eating the sandwich during the, I never heard a movie theater so quiet in my uh-huh. life. Yeah. Um, There's definitely a time when I uh, brought a, uh, like a, like a bottle, like a bottled soda into a theater <laughs> and it must have gotten a little shaken up because when i opened <laughs> i always open it slowly right just in case so it doesn't like explode mm-hmm. in the theater but i'm still trying to be quiet and i'm opening it, it goes like <laughs> <laughs> as i like <laughs> lightly open it and quickly twist it closed again to like release the pressure and it's just going to I'm like, oh my god, how many <laughs> times can this happen? <laughs> and like every time it's just like so loud. And I'm just trying to like and then finally it's done and I'm like, okay, let me now actually twist the cap off. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. Cause like it's all those little plastic bits all snapping mm-hmm. as I twist it open. I'm like, oh my god, this is the loudest thing. You're being ever punished happened. for decisions. For <laughs> I bad know. decisions. I know. I know. Um, but yeah, no, like you never do anything louder than when you're trying to be quiet while you do it. Yeah, it's true. I but I love that Martin's just like telling Fraser that he should go watch this somewhere else, and uh-huh. he's just like, "Where do I go to like a documentary bar?" Uh huh. Whoa, what a good idea. Uh huh. I have definitely. It's funny. Like I've seen on Twitter when like some thing is happening, like, like. Like a presidential debate or something, and pe- people will tweet like, "Anywhere in Boston showing the debate at, uh, at a bar," and it's like, "Man, no, nope, it's a, it's a debate. It's it's supposed to be fun, <laughs> right? Like the thing that's hap- that's showing at the bar is a baseball game or whatever for the people that don't want to be watching a presidential debate right now. You like, know, I think it might be." Nothing. I mean, I feel like some bars must show it. Maybe, but like, I don't know that there's many. The thing is, like, I totally understand. Well, if the you 21st have... Amendment should show it. It should. I totally or whatever understand. Whatever it's called. It's that, it's right? It's the 21st Amendment. Yeah. yeah. I totally understand if, like, you make a decision to have people over and have some drinks and watch your thing. If, like, that's what you're into, I totally get making, like, a social thing out of doing that. But a bar is not, most bars are not going to make a point to be like, yeah, let's show the the debate or like something like that. You know, it's it's like, what bar can I go to to watch the Crips spelling bee? 
Like, Whoa! Now, would I think it might be kind of cool to like actually make a I would a date, totally a go party. to a bar I... to watch the Puppy Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That would be amazing. And like, I could totally Especially see... if they had puppies at the bar. Okay, I do know a pub in JP that has like, lets dogs and stuff in. We should contact them now and see like, you know, you should do a Puppy Bowl event. That would be really good. dogs. That would be awesome. Yeah, it would. We would just bring ourselves and then just like borrow everyone's dog. <laughs> and while they're distracted by the other puppies, we just round all the other dogs up and just leave with like a handful. Uh, yeah, that's a great idea. I feel like this is like the fifth time we've talked about a social gathering centered around dogs. And we don't even have a dog. I know. We don't need to have them when we go to other places and just borrow pl- borrow the dogs there. That's true. That is for true. For a limited time. <laughs> I, I love dogs. Anyway, Frazier's just annoyed at Martin's existence right so now. So he's leaving. I do like when he grabs Martin's coat uh-huh. instead of his own. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, so he storms off to go talk to that, lo- that neighbor boy on the first floor. <laughs> Yeah. I wish that happened. I assume it does because he comes back pretty quickly. It must be what happens. So Martin is fixing the chair. Like we have sort of like he's still there. Yeah, yeah. Like it's an ex Fraser. Scene. Yeah, like Fraser is out of the out of the apartment. And yeah. Martin's trying to do something nice. Yeah. The chair is squeaking. He's trying to take care of it. Mm-hmm. But I love that Niles walks in and thinks that he fell out of the chair. Yeah. And brushes over. falling over. Like, it makes sense to yeah. assume that. Like, the chair's on its back. Oh, my gosh. That, like, yeah. Martin, who it still has to walk with a cane. Like, his hip isn't good. Like, he doesn't have enough motion in his hip to walk without using his cane. Managed to, like, on his own, tip this chair back on its back and lay it down so he could work on it. I mean, his hip is a lot better than what it used it's, to be. It's better, but, like carefully laying an armchair down on its back is not go- is not easy. That's not a light thing. This one's made of feathers. Mhm. Um so he's oiling this chair and it's just he spilled a little bit on, on and then oh. 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 And then he just steps on the thing and you just see this comedy happening yeah. and yeah. you're just like no. Yeah, he steps on the no. oil thing and it sprays black oil across the carpet. And I will say, so that's when Frazier walks in and it goes to a reverse shot. The stain in the reverse shot is yes! so much bigger it is. than the initial shot. It is. It's I was noticing bigger. that too. So like, I love Frazier's whole thing is like, this cannot be an accident because uh-huh. there are no accidents and Niles should know that. <laughs> and that uh-huh. Frazier says this line like, I suggest you dig deep into the twisted caves of your subconscious where malicious acts abide. Abide? Yep. Clothed in the robes of plausible excuses. <laughs> um I just couldn't read what my handwriting was. Okay, I love one. This is so ridiculous. Like, he's just being total, yeah, totally terrible here. Yeah. And then I love that Martin's response is, I didn't do that on purpose, but I'm doing this on purpose. And, uh-huh. like, sprays Fraser with the oil. It's so good. Yeah, it's he sprays so the oil good. all over his, like, <sighs> face and and chest and everything. It's so it's mean. Like, it's so mean. It is really mean. I will say... There is a, this is going to seem like it's such a tangent, and it is, but it's somewhat connected. There is this Chinese food place that used to exist <laughs> in Davis Square. It was the only place that was open after midnight that you could get, like, decent food, or not decent food. You could get, like, real solid, not just a snack at, like, a 24-hour store kind of food in Somerville when, uh like, 12 years ago or something. And a friend of mine got like a a sesame chicken that looked like the sauce that it was in looked like this stuff that he's spraying on Fraser right now. Just a thick oil, thick black oil that I was like, that doesn't look right. That that is that doesn't look that doesn't look right at all. Did it taste good? Not really. Nope. Nope. It was one of those places that you walk past and you f- like you f- just get. There's like a cloud of stale oil coming out of the door at all times. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, we did go to the one Chinese restaurant by us that had a box of chicken wings underneath the table or whatever. Uh huh. And that place was delicious. Well, we never ate those, so <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So. so he's, you know, one of the things is just he just had this carpet clean, mm -hmm. and now we see in the next scene that he could not get the stain out. Nope. Even with Niles's help. Yeah. Because I gotta, now. Sorry, I just gotta say when he says when he says the thing like I just had this carpet cleaned. I don't think that matters, my man. Like, I, this amount of oil sprayed on your carpet, I don't think it matters when you got it cleaned most recently. Like, this just isn't, this just isn't coming out. This much oil, this thick black oil sprayed all over your carpet. I think you just spray the rest of the carpet with the oil and then it just matches. <laughs> right, exactly. It's you're eclectic. Better off, yeah, you're better off. You go get a paint roller. Mm -hmm. And you spray it, and you just try and do it nice and even. Make it nice and even. Oh, I was thinking just spots. <laughs> or just spots, yeah. Could do that. Could um, do that. So I love this new carpet scene. This is really um, good. Where they're getting the harvest wheat, mm -hmm. and Niles is just like, wait, they got a new one. I thought the yeah. next color up was buff. Uh -huh. And it was like, no, now there's a new color in between they, they them. They discovered a new color. They discovered a new color. So it's like tofu, putty, oatmeal, almond, harvest wheat, and buff. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. so good. I, I know. love one. I love that they have this color chart memorized. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. It is really good. It's like... It, if you ever go to like Home Depot and you go to the paint section and you look at those like swatches, some of the colors there are really ridiculous. Like some of the like names and such are pretty ridiculous. And and like this feels real. This feels like, yeah, no, that's totally what these things would be called. It's like tofu color or mm -hmm. like. Yeah, eggplant no, is definitely a color. Egg, oh, eggplant is absolutely a color. But like, yeah, no, like this. This feels real. This feels like they went to an actual... Fruits and vegetables are definitely mm -hmm. color names for mm -hmm. whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, we find out that uh, Martin and Daphne are out for a walk mm -hmm. uh, to try and, like, you know, just kind of let everybody chill after uh, after the quote-unquote accident. Uh, um, because Fraser cannot believe that it was an accident. He doesn't believe in his them. His unresolved anger towards me. Mm -hmm. So we've seen that they put, you know, this normal thing you do where you go and stack, you know, 14, you know, when they're on the 19th floor and you mm -hmm. go stack all your furniture, <laughs> not in the hallway or something, on the upper part, uh -huh. just on the balcony, <laughs> just up, up high. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, what's going to happen? They're in... They're in Seattle, so it's not like it's gonna get rained on or something. Mm -hmm. Like that's or it's problem. windy. Yeah, it's not windy on the nineteenth floor. It's usually pretty dry. It's pretty safe. Like I don't see why the, any of this would be an issue. Well, uh, I mean, yeah. it's not raining because the sun is shining through a telescope, causing a fire on Martin's chair. <laughs> uh huh. It sure um, is doing that. Which like oh, that's oh, not sorry. easy. Like that's hard to like focus that much uh, light to actually cause a um, fire. I am. I almost did that to my own leg in the car yeah yeah i'd like a magnifying glass that i believe that i won at an arcade or something uh -huh. and i was just like holding it mm -hmm. and then i was just like um <laughs> i think something's happening and it's bad <laughs> like there's a concentrated heat that is happening uh -huh. oh, on yeah. my body oh it can definitely be done the thing is like if you're in the woods and you need to start a fire you can definitely do it with a magnifying glass or even like yeah, I even saw like a bear just standing on its two hind legs that could do it. <laughs> I don't know where I got the magnifying glass. I don't know. All right, well, we're going to keep recording. You may hear a sound in the background that Gigi has found a toy that she hasn't cared about in months. And she's suddenly hunting. So, you know, we'll see. There you may hear things happen back there. Anyway, uh, did I say Gigi? Our cat. That's our cat's name. I don't know if that's, if we've said it enough to make that just common knowledge for listeners, but that's our cat. And she's. Attacking a toy that she hasn't touched in months. Anyway, yeah, so a fire. There's a fire happening on Martin's chair. Well, we also had a funny conversation with, like, Fraser talking about sending Martin somewhere. Uh -huh. And, like, Niles is like, you know, like, what do you mean, like, to a resort? And, uh -huh. and, like, and then he goes, oh, you mean, like, the last resort? Yeah, to live with you. Yeah. yeah the last resort. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But all of that kind of ends as they start noticing that there's a smell. 
Something's burning. Something's burning. I'm trying to smother it. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then just. Okay, this is so freaking dangerous. So I yeah. love that. Okay, so they're on the street and the chair falls like in front of Daphne and, and Martin. Martin. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly like the story I was just telling with the bottle, except like way scarier because it's uh-huh. a freaking chair on fire. It sure is. It sure is. I will say this this is some like early 2000s CGI happening right here. Oh, really? This chair falling thing. Yeah, like you can see they react when they react to the thing falling, it's not quite at the right time. The smoke is a perfectly straight line. They clearly, in fact, when it's on the ground, they've clearly put like broken up chair mm-hmm. on the ground and then put CGI smoke coming off of it. But when it falls, it falls in a straight line, <laughs> like a mm. perfectly straight line. It doesn't break up or anything. It's already broken. Like mm-hmm. it, it happens very fast. Mm-hmm. You can't really tell. Unless you're looking for it. Because you watch it in slow-mo to analyze it. <laughs> well, because I thought it looked odd. And so I wanted to go back and watch it. But, like, it's like an already broken bits. They just dragged in a blur straight down onto the ground. But, yeah, like, if this if this hits somebody, that's so incredibly dangerous. This is, like, remember when they clearly threw that, like, Santa off of, off the oh, balcony? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, that alone would could probably kill somebody from the 19th floor. This chair, if that hit somebody... I you were going to say the 1900s. <laughs> they threw that so fast that it landed in the 1900s. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly, incredibly fast. But I love that the whole thing is just, like, you know, they are, they're having the argument, and it's like, there are no accidents. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, what's even better is that, like, Fraser's freaking out, like, what do we do? Niles is like, we just give him an, a calm, rational explanation. And Fraser's like, yeah, rational. And the moment the elevator opens, he's like, there was an earthquake. Did you feel the earthquake? Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, no, just, just say, just say what happened. Like I feel that I don't Martin- know. Martin's not going to believe it at this point. Yeah, Martin. Martin thinks it's malicious because there are no accidents, of course. So, like the fact that Fraser pushed the chair off the balcony. Well, obviously that can't have been an accident if the oil can't have been an accident. So yeah, Martin's upset because also he's not wrong. Fraser has hated this chair from day one. It's true. So like when he destroys the chair, that makes sense. Like. That he, he when he's saying there are no accidents, and then the chair he hates gets destroyed by him. It's hard to say that's an accident. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. So my, my, everybody's mad. Martin's mad. Everybody's mad. Things are about to get a little less mad for uh, a couple people in the next scene. For a little bit. Knees off the keys, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, this whole thing. I just every time we just gotta say Niles. Niles, everything we've been saying, the kinkiest character on here. I don't care. <laughs> Bulldog has a whole bag uh-huh, of uh-huh, stuff. Uh-huh. And Niles is just, he's been repressed for a very long time. And he's uh-huh. just discovered an uh-huh. outlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Specifically, it's like, well, he's discovered someone with just like a, a healthy, not repressed sexual appetite and it is breaking his mind. And he's just like... Well, it's also this like role play that she she is suggesting. It's uh-huh. totally something we've seen him think about. Uh-huh. And so, you know, like the whole teacher, naughty student thing. Uh-huh. And like, and because she's not... She's not really progressing in her yeah. lessons and not really like practicing enough partially because she isn't progressing she mm-hmm. can't really do her scales um but she it's like she's she's got things she's more interested in than uh right now than she's just distracting the teachers is a bad influence for the rest is. of the class she is she is so and... okay but i love when like raz Jim, uh, mm-hmm. uh-huh yeah Niles can't answer the door. That's all I'll say. Yeah, Niles can't um, answer the door. Uh, but I love how we see like Daphne doing this exercise and not getting it, and then we have Roz doing it, and Niles is blown away. And of course, this makes Daphne feel bad. Mm-hmm. But I love that you know, so they're playing a song together, mm-hmm. Niles and Roz. Yeah, and then Niles sends 
Daphne to the little paper keyboard uh-huh. to play. And yeah. I love that she's playing that and I realizes she's messing up doing that. And yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. It's that, really like, cute. It's just a subtle little like, oh, shoot, on the like, uh, even on the paper one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, Daphne. Uh, yeah. I want you to be better. I want you to, because you want it so much. Mm-hmm. I, oh, that's kind of just how how the scene ends. She's just sad because she can't even play a paper piano. And then we end up in Cafe Nervosa. Okay, I love this, mm-hmm. where Martin Fraser are still mad at each other. Yeah, yeah. And Niles has some suggestion, uh-huh. which is, you know, couples counseling. Mm-hmm. And I love that Fraser's just like, we're not a couple. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, it's like, I have experience with, you know, relationship counseling, so I can right. help with this. Which comes up, I think this is important. This comes up because Fraser says the thing about, mm-hmm. like, They've been fighting ever since the like anniversary thing was brought up, and like nobody. Well, he has that. He says his only significant relationship would, you know, would be with his father. Essentially, right. yeah. like he's never. He's makes him sad that he's failed his mm-hmm. romantic life. Right is how he feels. Yeah, yeah. But like Martin just does not care. All he knows is like he's mad. Fraser's mad. He know he's mad that what happened. He's mad. Fraser's mad at him. None of it's working. Like I was like, this is Niles' whole thing is doing mm-hmm. couples counseling, and it just fails miserably. But I love okay when Martin makes that comment about getting coffee, mm-hmm. and he's like, it's nothing fancy. If you don't like it, you can set it on fire and throw it off the balcony. <laughs> uh huh. And this is what I was talking about. Where like with the title, the title is Blazy Boy. But, mm-hmm. like, the fire, the fire triggers him throwing it off the balcony, but, like, that little fire... Well, it doesn't get thrown, it just falls. Pushed. The, it's the catalyst for mm-hmm. it going off the balcony. That little fire wouldn't matter if it hadn't also been pushed off the balcony. That little, like, bit of smoke that was coming off, if that was just sitting in its normal place and they, they would have been able to pat it down and it would have been fine the blaze this is not a blaze this is a little bit of smoke and a major drop blazy boy is a better title i agree i mean i mean i'm saying i i understand blazy boy is a good title the blaze is the least important thing that happens no but there's a blaze within the relationship between martin and fraser that's and true that's so true there we go <laughs> i love true. this whole no one's willing to actually. Fraser's trying to take this seriously, and Martin mm-hmm. just won't. Mm-hmm. And then Niles is just like, "Who's going to take the first step?" And Fraser's like, "Allow me," and just walks out. Mm-hmm. I know, I do, and I love Niles' response when Martin's like, "Like, do this for a living, do you?" And he just is like, "I do it because I enjoy working with people." Like, yeah. I love the hell, like angrily yeah. he says he likes working with people. Yeah, it's. I think this is a really good moment this is a this is a legitimately very good scene i like yeah the episode. i like, like it I, a lot too it's a good scene it's i think there's a lot of great moments in this episode mm-hmm. back at uh, the apartment daphne and niles are at the piano and daphne wants to quit yeah she wants to give up yeah and then this is when we hear the deep dark secret about mm-hmm. how you know niles is not going to let her give up mm-hmm and so she says, oh, you're much nicer than my old piano teacher uh-huh. that I had for eight, eight years. years. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I can't... was the last one to see him alive. Uh-huh. Before he committed suicide. That's really, this is a pretty dark joke. Yeah. Actually. I mean, it is a pretty dark joke. It is. Yeah. Uh, I agree. And I feel like would not be the joke that was made to, would be made today. Like. I feel like this show wouldn't be making light of suicide this way, but at the same time, it's kind of really funny. It is. It's a like, funny joke. I like, mean, I think it's just we do have to take a moment and say suicide isn't funny. Like, if you're if, if you're thinking about it, you know, like if if those are thoughts that you're having, you should reach out to somebody. Like, that's an important thing. Like, suicide is not inherently funny. The way this joke is handled, I think, if you're gonna make a joke about it. This is a pretty funny joke. Like, this is, I think... Well, the setup is funny the way that it's talked about. Right. It's the punchline, it's like... It goes too far. I guess it's because, you know, it's like she is saying, like, her failure of learning the piano is what caused him to do this, but we don't... 
we don't actually know what was going on with the right. piano teacher. Right. To be fair. Yeah. If the I feel like if the joke is basically if it was just sort of like he gave up on the piano entirely, mm-hmm. he quit, you know, something. Yeah, he could have. Some... They could have said that, which would have been like he decided to take a totally different career change because he feels like he can't do it. Yeah, because he, of... he faked his own death and disappeared to South America. Mm-hmm. You know, like if something like that, like if that if that was the thing, then it becomes like funny and doesn't have this part where I go. Uh, yeah but like so like within that context i think this is very funny i just like uh, i don't i don't like the making light of the suicide bit but like the premise i think is very funny Mm -hmm. and yeah so now that niles understands like what's really going on yeah Mm -hmm. he's he's like oh no what he get himself into yeah yeah, yeah yeah But now we have the really touching moment with mm-hmm. Martin has mm-hmm. gotten Fraser a gaffed. Yeah. And he got him this really nice chair. But cut, it's like, cut. you know, leather mm-hmm. and like it looks nice. Uh-huh. He know I love that he knows it's good because a guy named Eduardo helped him. He said it was divine. Like because I like the idea that like this sounds like somebody that Fraser would go to to pick out some furniture. Yeah, so, probably. So yeah, like I, I love the I love that thing. Like when he says it's Fraser says it's divine, he's like, That's what Eduardo said. I really like that that line. This idea that like there's this like mythical idea of a person that Fraser would reach out to for help and he did it. He did the thing. He got the thing. But Fraser got his own gift for Martin. Mm-hmm. And I like that Niles is already trying to say like like Martin's kind of feeling bad, like, Oh, you didn't even like this and mm-hmm. he was just like, Wait. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I love that he contacted this master builder uh-huh. and has basically gotten a replica of Martin's chair. Yeah. As because perfect- it does not yeah. exist anymore. Uh-huh. So he had to contact a master builder mm-hmm. and then he had to find the people that made the fabric and mm-hmm. myth they made the fabric uh-huh. because it's, they yeah, obviously think it's, made it. mm-hmm. yeah, it's like yeah. hideous. Yeah. And then reweave re- re- it. Yeah. So I love like how happy Martin is. Mm-hmm. And then they're all going to go to the steakhouse. Yeah. Frazier is going to take them to the steakhouse. Yeah. I do want to say, so there's a note here in the transcript about this chair that I find very interesting. Okay. Which is, so this is exactly how it's written, but it's, so after Frazier's explanation of how he made this chair, right? This is not too far from the truth. The original chair was in fact destroyed and the technical crew had to build a replacement. They had a great deal of trouble find, trying to find the original material until one of them saw an exact match to it adorning a set left over from the original Star Trek series, which, of course, was also filmed at Paramount Studios. Huh. This puts a strange spin on Roz's line in season one's uh, Give Him the Chair when she says that someone saw Martin's chair flying over his house but thought it was just a spaceship from a tacky planet. What? That's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. But, like, that's amazing. That is amazing that, like, that's how they managed to remake the chair is by finding it on its old Star Trek set. Mm-hmm. It's like when they made the movie Aliens, they were trying to find some cool material, like, good material for, like, uh, a dark future, like, uh, you know, space, like, station type place, right? And they mm-hmm. were, like, like, trying to find some, like, like kind of industrial flooring things, whatever, and then reaching out to all these, like, prop departments and stuff in, in the around la and whatever and they finally found a place that had like the perfect stuff for them right it was like this is it this is what you want and they checked it out and they were like yeah this is it like what is it why do you have this stuff oh it's left over from the set of alien like it was just this prop company had the set of alien mm-hmm. all the material they used to make that so when the people when they're making aliens th- that was the co- the the a company said We've got this. And they didn't know they were making aliens. They didn't know they were doing a sequel to it. They were just like asking for different types of things. Mm-hmm. And the thing they said was perfect was it was from the first one. Yeah, and, that's funny. Yeah, which I think is great. But like, I love that they, that this is a similar thing when they're just like, well, we, we, they managed to find this one thing. <laughs> it's perfect. So, also, I really like that this became the most expensive piece of furniture in the apartment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he spent so much to try and get it, like, to be this thing. Okay, I love the end scene where, like, Mm -hmm. Eddie Mm -hmm. goes in the chair and starts, like, rubbing his body all over it. 
because he's I, I like that he's barking at it first mm-hmm. it's like he knows it's wrong mm-hmm. he's just sort of like so he's just like upset with it and he's like well i gotta make it right yeah it's like get all up on that mm-hmm. do that thing yeah uh yeah i love this whole all everything related to this new chair mm-hmm. he's very happy i like that oh yeah and then and then fraser okay this is the most important line in the thing we almost skipped right past it okay when they decide they're going to go out to the steakhouse and Fraser says, I bet we can get free pie if we just tell them it's our anniversary. Aww. Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. He's been so upset this entire time because of this implication that, like, he hasn't really had a successful romantic relationship. He's got this anniversary, quote unquote, with his dad, all this stuff. And now he's embracing it. Mm-hmm. Like, he not only makes this great chair, which is really nice. Though, I gotta say, I don't think it's our anniversary anymore. Yeah. It's not. not. Uh, this took some time to make this chair but but still like the implication of him saying that is i think is very sweet and is a very is an important like shift in his attitude and i think is really good yeah like how long would it take to do that yeah to reach out to all those people to find that material to get it all assembled i mean months is what i would (laughs) imagine yeah it's not happening in the same day Definitely not having it the same day. Anyway, so anything else you wanted to say on this? No. Okay. Uh, then drinks in this episode. Well, we got some coffee. We got the So Coco Cold Cafalanche. The Adler beer. It's Adler again. So mm-hmm. as long as he keeps using this one, I- I'll be able to recognize the can. So And then some sherry. No callers because we weren't in the studio. What's a good word? You got any good oh, words? Oh, I didn't have any words oh. in this one. Well, boo. No, you're right. I, I didn't notice any that really stood out to me either. Yeah, there no, there were a lot of really good lines, but no, like, good, yeah. good yeah. words. Yep. All right, so let's rate the episode. What do you think? I'm giving it the four Frosty Coffees. <laughs> All right. I'm actually going to give it 4.5 Eduardo's. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's so great, because Eduardo's, like, Eddie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what we call my dog, Eduardo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Eduardo wanted. Uh, Eduardo came up with the new chair. Mm-hmm. Eddie's making the uh, the old the new old chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So yeah, that was great. So yeah, um, John Sherman's rating right now for us is a three point eight one. So it's going to go up a little bit. Uh, the IMDb rating on this episode is 8.6. It's the highest rated episode in season nine. Okay, so the multiple Fraser Instagrams that I follow. Right. Someone put something about like starting their favorite season, which was season three. Mm-hmm. And somebody wrote, my favorite season is season nine. What? Yeah. And, so, and this person said, I've never seen anyone say that. <laughs> And, you know, uh-huh. like, good good for you, essentially. Yeah. And I'm like... Hey, like what you like. I find this fascinating. Mm-hmm. Well, people people really don't like these later seasons. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm curious, because I'm not... I'm not hating this. Yeah. I'm just like, this is okay. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I really would... like this episode a whole ton. Yeah. But like I said, this is the highest rated episode of the season. Mm. So, like... And that's only an 8.6, and they go much higher, you know, for on average. So, not on average, but there's plenty of episodes higher than this throughout uh, throughout the show. So, we'll see. We're only seven episodes in. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more to go. And, you know, shout out to episode 200 next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's happening. Though, I don't know if that's technically our 200th episode. It's not? I don't know. It's... How can it not because... be? Because... Oh, man, did we... It's possible we missed our 200s. Wait, is this our 200th? I don't know. Because there are two-parters that might only be considered one episode. Oh. But we would have done two episodes. Man, how many episodes have we done? I got to look. I got to look after this. We might have missed our 200th episode. Oh, no. Our silver anniversary. (laughs) I don't think that's how it works. I don't know what that is. There's spinach anniversary. That would be be our, our bicentennial. I think that's their spinach dip anniversary. That's, that's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that brings us to the part of the episode called We're Listening, where we respond to the messages you send us by email at fraserpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at fraserpodcast. Uh, we got an email from Sean Holland about Room Full of Heroes. Uh, and he says, Diana, I was sure your hero would be Billy Corgan. 
I know you would. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. That's why I didn't say that. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think at one point, yes. Yeah. Another hero of mine at one point was Martha Stewart. <laughs> Questionable choices, mm -hmm. both of those people. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And then he goes on to give us some info about Joe DiMaggio. Uh, Joe DiMaggio played uh, from 1936 to 1951, all for the Yankees. He was married to an actress named Dorothy Arnold before Mel Marilyn Monroe, who he married when he retired. He was reportedly an abusive husband, so he might not be that great. Well, yeah, uh, don't make that guy your hero. We did get more retroactive. I mean, he might not have known that. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I mean. I don't know how public that kind of stuff was. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know. I, my assumption would be that Martin Mightn't, might not know something like that. Or, or might think overlook differently. it. Yeah. It's one of those things where you kind of go like, maybe go, it's a different time depending on how what that abusiveness yeah, was. Yeah, strange. I, yeah. I mean, like, there's lots of questionable things about John Lennon and a lot of uh -huh. people still really love John Lennon. Yep. So. Yep. Uh, anyway, we did get more retroactive history in this episode. Yeah, this is an interesting thing I didn't notice about the episode, mm. but Niles says Hester has been gone for 14 years, so she died in 1987, since this is 2001. So, yeah, because we always try and figure out, like, what the timeline is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she definitely would have been, would have already been dead when Martin mm -hmm. was shot, because he wasn't shot that long I mean, long which before. seems clear in the episode where they explain when he gets shot. Yeah, but like because if, Hester would have been in the hospital with him. Tr true, that is true. But like clearly, a significant amount of time had passed by that mm -hmm. point. So, and then finally, Dave, did any of the birds in your house lock their talons in someone's head like Baby did to Niles? <laughs> no, that did not happen. We rarely let the birds out of the cage, and when we did, they 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 would sometimes perch nicely on your finger. If you put it up to the perch, they would perch nicely on your finger. Uh, but yeah, they never uh, latched onto anybody's head or anything. That's so. great. Yeah. That's that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Any things we need to say? Make sure that we've filled people in on. Reminder about the Seattle trip that'll happen sometime next year. We've got plenty of 2020. time. Sometime in 2020. But just want to say it again. It's going to happen sometime probably sometime after we're done. So We'll know. At the beginning of 2020, we could probably average it out. Yeah. But, you know, keep that in mind. We're going to go to Seattle and hopefully meet up with people and such. And if not, we're just going to go to Seattle. Mm -hmm. Whatever. That's what will be happening. Uh, but just a reminder on that. So if you're thinking about it, you know, tweet at us, email us or whatever. Um, we had a few responses. But, um, yeah, let us let us know what you're thinking on that. Bonus audio fun stuff at patreon.com yeah. if you slash tgif arcade that's important that's important i feel like we are finally going to actually update some things in there hopefully uh in upcoming weeks i think uh, i i i hope i hope that's that's my goal uh anyway but uh yeah go check that out there's still there is a lot of stuff there's stuff going up there almost every week uh at least bonus stuff from the beginning of this episode so go check all that i mean out. how long have we been doing this for at least Three, for like at least three years we've been putting like bonus audio stuff up right three years or three seasons three seasons yeah i think we've got at least three seasons worth of where almost every episode we put something extra up so yeah there's a lot there's a lot up there so you can get a lot from that just by supporting us at any amount a uh, dollar a month mm -hmm. so and i i you know i haven't mentioned it in a while but it's still true we get to a thousand dollars a month which we're a ways off from but each, each one of you throws a couple dollars a month our way we're gonna be real close i'm going to do a full video like a film version like i'm going to tr i'm going to take the version of nightmare in that you hear in uh in the episode ham radio the version that everyone in seattle heard that we saw Basically, the everything we heard the people of Seattle hear, and turn it into a a, a video, like a film like screenplay and film it, starring me in all the roles, just because it'll be even more ridiculous, 
And You're like the actual voice actor, but they hired, but <laughs> yeah. it had like seven roles. Right. That's the idea. I'll be playing all of those roles just because it will add to just the chaos of it, I think, is the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to make that thing. But it's expensive. It takes a lot of time to put together something like that. It takes, it takes time. It takes effort. It takes locations and and good lighting and and equipment and things like, like that. You need a stable like green screen kind of room or something. Yep. At yep. least. Yeah, we're gonna need that. We're gonna need really good lights and cameras. Well, you probably and and be able to rent the space, but that also takes money to right. be like, able to do that. Right, and that's why it has to be at that thousand dollar a month time because it has to be something like it's going to take a lot of time and effort and it has to like so it's got to be at the point where we're kind of getting that stable amount and then i'm gonna put the time and effort in and i'm gonna do all that stuff but that takes some time but i would love to do it i'd love to do it so anyway what it puts a couple bucks our way we're gonna get there and for each one of you that does until that happens you get all that extra content too so anyway and uh, if you're just listening great just listen i i appreciate all of that i like i like when people listen i like hearing from you I like all of that you could also just write us a review or whatever on itunes you can just do a star rating but you know write writing something that that gets our uh increases the number of people watching us so anything like yeah, that it helps, helps us it helps other people find our podcast it does yes uh which means there are more people who also might donate and get us to that thousand so you get to watch me be ridiculous but also just just listen. I like when you listen. <laughs> Hit us up. Anyway, uh, anything else you wanted to say? Nope. All right, cool. Then with that, this has been episode 907, Blazy Boy, and this is TJ Africade wishing you all good mental health. Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a production of TGIF Arcade. For more info about the show, find us at Fraser Podcast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. You can also write to us at FraserPod at gmail.com. Diana is at SweetLime on Twitter, and I'm SlowMotionWalter just about everywhere on the internet. If you like the show and want to help us do more, you could consider making a small monthly donation at Patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade. Thanks for listening. Good night!